Hello! And welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Hope you enjoy it. And enjoy it we did. Did we? We did. We enjoyed it abroad. Abroad. We enjoyed it abroad. <laughs> we enjoyed it abroad. Mm. Carry on abroad. Carry on abroad. Well, carry on. Package tour. Package tour to uh, no particular sites that we can recognise as being abroad. Might be somewhere outside Pinewood Street Studios. <laughs> oh, you don't think they were really abroad? I don't think they were really abroad. Oh, well. But, um, but they, it was a good cast. A good cast, It was uh-huh. a good cast. Mm-hmm. We had all the proper people. Who are all the proper people? Sid James, um, Hattie Jakes, Charles Hawtrey, Joan Sims, um, Kenneth Williams. Kenneth Williams, Kenneth Connor, Kenneth Connor, uh, the one I keep forgetting the name, Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. A real Butterworth and Connor together. Well, exactly, but I think they did well because they did two characters that they both could do very well, mm-hmm. but they were different to each other, mm-hmm. so that that was quite good. Um, and I must admit, when well, I saw the. Um, Title, I thought, oh, I, we're going to get some foreign types. We're going to have belly dancing and, and all the other... Yes, yes, belly dancing was conspicuous by its absence, wasn't it? But we, we only had Peter Butterworth and Hattie Jakes as the foreign folk. Well, there were other foreign folk. We were selling dirty postcards and... I know, I know, but they're corrupt like, police. That's what I'm saying. I was expecting more stereotypical... Um, <laughs> Blacked up people and that kind oh, of stuff. Oh, no, we didn't do any black. We were, no. we were clearly in Europe because they were only going yes. for four days. Yes, that's true. Um, so, yes, and I must say my favourite person of all and should have had far more in the in the film was Hattie Jakes. Oh, Hattie Jakes is Fluella. Yes, Fluella. And, I mean, just my some of my favourite moments was just Hattie being Hattie. Mm-hmm. Like when she was the she was the uh, I know I, I give a little bit of background on these points yeah. for anybody who might be listening to this without watching the film. Uh-huh. But anyway, she was the uh, the the cook. cook in the hotel oh, uh, in which wife, they stayed. Yeah. She was, I, I think it was meant to be Spain, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was an island, the island of Els Bells. Uh, so, well, maybe it's like Ibiza or but something. It seemed pretty Spanish, yes. didn't it? But. Even she burnt her hand on the stone. Yeah. She just did a brilliant face with that. <laughs> and then when they all came out with um, fly spray for the mosquitoes. Oh yes. And it's just her face as she was doing it. Yeah. You you can't really mm-hmm. describe it, but it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. So I would say I would have liked a little bit more Hattie in this one. A bit more Hattie, but but then you see, I think if you'd got more, you might have been, uh, you might have felt that it was overdone then. I think you had just the right amount. Mm. Comedy's difficult in that, mm. isn't it? I know, I suppose. How I much suppose. do you do? Um, the other people I thought were good, Bernard Breslau. As Brother Bernard, a, a novice monk. Although they said they weren't, they weren't monks, but they clearly were monks. They said they were... F- they were all in an order. They said that, and they called each other father, but yes. Brother, yeah. Brother, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, he, but he, him big... Doe-eyed to the girl mm-hmm. when he was meant to be a monk. I just he just did it so well. Um, and yes, I liked him. And Peter Butterworth. Peter Butterworth. He I must would be the star of the show. I would cast your mind back to Peter Butterworth's first appearances in these films. 
Carry On Cowboy and Carry On Screaming when you didn't like him. I know. I'm sorry. I was wrong. I bet you wish you could go back now and watch those so you can see all... Like, actually, you can see all the greatness of Peter Murtaugh in there. Well, Peter Murtaugh was Pepe, the owner of the, and manager of the hotel. But also... As the bellboy, and yes. also as the porter, yes. and also it was just brilliant the way he did it. <laughs> no, no, it's my brother, it's Mario. Yes. And I know it's probably, I think especially, you know what you're saying about one of the things of, they say the same joke enough times that it wears you down till you find it funny. Yes. But the things with the doings, and the ings <laughs> at the end of all the words, I just, it was charming in the end, but yes, yeah, so I, I I liked what he was doing with that. Um uh, and particularly when he said to Hattie Jakes, and now you are shutting cake hole. <laughs> shutting cake hole. Shutting cake yes. hole. Yes, and everything being plural as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yes, he was... Making a little boy in Holland when the water yes. was coming through the wall. Um, yes, that did make me laugh a lot, actually. Um, but those are the people I've written down as stood out. The okay. others were probably good, but... Mm-hmm. They didn't stand up for me. They were they were the top attractions, were they? Yeah. What about the story? Of them all going on holiday. That was pretty much basic. Although everybody had their own little story, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, they had the, the couple that didn't do it, and they're all doing it by the end, so that was nice. Mr. and Mrs. Blunt, who were Kenneth Connor and June Whitfield. Yes. Um. And then there was... Now, now at the beginning of this film... Sid wanted to go off for a dirty weekend with Babs. I know. But Joni, who was his wife, caught him out. Caught him out thanks to uh, um, Jack Douglas giving the game away, mm-hmm. uh, and she came too. And they went on a little voyage of discovery, didn't they? Uh, Back they, to their little yeah. romance was rekindled thanks to the secret elixir. Secret of, elixir. Um, but but talking about June uh, Whitfield and. Uh, Kenneth Connor. Kenneth Connor. Mm-hmm. One of my favourite laughs was at the beginning when she said, "You're not going to start all that n- nastiness." And nastiness, yes. And yes, and he just went, "No, dear." <laughs> and it was so sad, but also he did again. His line was just enough to make it funny. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. So, um, poor guys. And then there was the the young tour guide woman trying to seduce. Kenneth Williams. Or Miss Plunkett. Because every, every carry-on film has to have someone trying to seduce Kenneth Williams for some reason. <laughs> I think I think actually this one was handled slightly better than we've seen it he's before. He's still remarkably young. Well, he's a well, fine figure of a man, Kenneth Williams. No, I think that of every woman that throws himself at Sid James as yeah. well. So, um, if, you had to, if you had to, Sid James or Kenneth Williams? Sid James. <laughs> Has he got any earthly sexiness? I think I think his uh, sexuality really has a big part to play in that. <laughs> do you think? Do, do you think Kevin? I'll get. Are we looking at this through twenty-first century eyes? Is Kenneth Williams' character always gay because Kenneth Williams is gay? But Kenneth Williams' character isn't gay. But you said his sexuality would have to do with it. Oh, yeah. you mean in real life? In real life. Oh, well, okay. Well, let me ask you again then. Vic Flange or Stuart Farquhar? Vic Flange. <laughs> so, uh, why now then? Since they are both... Oh. Uh, you can't use sexuality for this. Well, I like a bit rough. Ah. That's why I married you, darling. <laughs> I think I'm more Kenneth Williams than Sid James, aren't I? 
You know when you suddenly realise that <laughs> your own self-image is totally different to everybody else's image of you. I, I wouldn't compare you to either, darling. Who who am I in the carry-ons? Have we done this before? No. <laughs> because did we, did we speak on the podcast about my alarming resemblance to Bernard Breslau? Yes, I mean, that that does spring to mind. Um, where's, where's but don't get excited, from? girls. He doesn't actually look like him. Um, but I'm also wondering whether... There's <laughs> a bit of Peter Butterworth. Maybe Peter Butterworth about you. <laughs> Sorry, girls, he's married. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure which man in the carry-on, maybe Jim Dale, would be the only man in the carry-on films that you always like. It's quite to be like, yes. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, that, that, that came you, from somewhere. But you have to say that all the women have to be very attractive because it's a carry-on film. Like, the men get away with being old and ugly, mm-hmm. and the women have to be attractive and fawning at them. Ah, is this a problem? <laughs> not for you. So there's not much uh, eye candy for the ladies. No. What about um, this chap here? Oh, apart from, yes, Nicholas. No, he was quite good. And there was a bit of bare chest action. Mm-hmm, it was, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, Ray Brooks? No. No? Jimmy Logan? No. No. Okay. Derek Francis? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, though I would say with the young girl fawning at Kenny Williams, mm-hmm. what's her name? Uh, her name is Gail Granger. Well, one of her lines that was from a different time mm-hmm. was her going, Oh, sorry, I forget I'm a big girl now. Yes, which, which a, is squashing her itinerary. When A, referring to the fact that she's only just developed breasts, so it's <laughs> bordering legal. Do you think that, she, but she doesn't look, I think, this is the thing, like, do you think she was meant to be like 17 or 18? Yes. She was kind of a tough paper round. <laughs> she's, a, she's a very attractive lady, but she's she not is. 17. But why did she have the line of her girl now? That was like, beyond that, that line, Removing that line, that there was a good that was a good exchange. Um, oh no, it was right after it, wasn't it? Shall we get them out, Miss Granger? I meant because of the yeah. passengers. Yes. Yeah, you can't really do. You can't really appreciate that. Sorry, I don't. I don't appreciate that. That's totally wrong. No. There was a lot of boob jokes. Yes, we've definitely got to the point where. Coyness is no longer there. No. Where it's all about, as Peter Barber says, interestingly, in in sort of a um, in sort of a commentary on the films, all you British people are interested in is sex. Yeah, I know. And it's true. We've it's now got to the point where everything is about boobs, sex, bums. Seeing them a little bit more, a little bit about willies. Yes, um, but they did at least say the word toilet. <laughs> So is that is that an improvement from the, from 1958? Well, I'm just like, at least they caught up in all respects. And they're not <laughs> at all prudish. So, um... This, this film was from a very different time. I know, you could go on holiday for £17. Well, not just that. <laughs> <laughs> and there's general animal grunting of <laughs> yes. the women yes. that I found uncomfortable. Oh, did you? Yes, don't do it. <laughs> okay. So that's the only things I wrote down from a different. Oh, time. I, I, if I say I didn't write them down, but I, I heard a lot. That was like, oh no, you couldn't say that now. Oh dear. 
Yeah, there's a lot of boob references. Um, shall we talk about, for a moment, um, the character of uh, Robin Tweet, played by John Clive here. This is the gay man that was taking the, the young lady the straight man. man on holiday. But they're, but he bought him an ankle bracelet. That he never wears. That he never wears. But it's like, so, you know, do you think that was the story? Do you think, was he supposed to be significantly older than I think he was like a sugar Nicholas. daddy. Oh, right. Well, okay. Oh, God, that's horrible then. That whole storyline is horrible if you think about it. I thought that they were, like, friends and that Robin thought they were going to be more than friends. I'm not really sure why Nicholas went because I think it was pretty clear that that's what Robin thought mm. was going to happen. Um, but then Nic- maybe Nicholas was just confused, was just confused, and now decided, no, actually, I am. I am straight, but couldn't find a way of telling Robin before they got on the coach. No, because they, he was generally pissed off with Robin the yeah, whole time. Oh. So I think it wasn't a sudden revelation during oh. the holiday. It was, hey, I'm going to get a free holiday. I'll just put up with him. Oh, oh that's horrible. Oh, you actually, oh, you almost overshadowed the whole film now. <laughs> yeah. So... Some of my favourite laughs. Oh, yes. Let's do the laughs. Well, I've mentioned quite a few of them, but mm-hmm. one of them is Peter Butterworth saying to Hattie Jakes, while slapping her, he is no good. It's no good. Slap, 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 slap. Yes. That, that was, was very hilarious. funny. Hitting um, women. That's not a different time. Well, he, she hit him first. That's true. That's true. So I'm, I'm all into the equal opportunity setting. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and then referring... I think it was Sid James referring to, well, no, uh, Babs referring to her pre- two previous husbands being firemen. Mm-hmm. And you know full well, Sid, that they both died on the job. And then Sid just looked to camera as if to, that would just um, finish off the innuendo yeah. there. That it both, didn't need it, though, so that the innuendo was there. I know, but it was quite funny mm-hmm. when he looked at the mm-hmm. camera and just sort of raised an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm not proud of this <laughs> at the party at the party at the end oh yes <laughs> I literally pointed and laughed out loud at the fact that there was two round balloons and a long balloon looking like cock and balls <laughs> you did laugh at it in a way that I, the, the kind of laugh that I kind of hoped the carry-ons might generate <laughs> before this point. Um, but answer, riddle me this. Riddle me this. Riddle me this. Do you think that was deliberate? Yes! <laughs> okay. Okay. No one does that with balloons without being deliberate. It was quite well done because it just kind of came into view. It just moved into shot, yeah. didn't it? It wasn't part of the scene, necessarily. Yeah. It slightly distracted me at that point. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that is all I noted of this. Oh, you laughed more than that. I know, but I was too enjoying it to ah, write down stuff. You laughed when, well, when they were getting on the coach and the two young girls, who basically you can just call the two young girls because they really didn't have much of a character other than no. that. Um, I think one of them was called Lily at one point. I don't know what the other one was called. Um, if indeed she was actually named in the film, probably not. She was just a young girl who looked nice. That's all she needed to be. It was a different time. Uh, terrible. Uh, but they were got on the coach and they were clearly going to try and pick up no some nice men. 
and they were told that there was a party of 12 men. And your thought was they were going to be obviously gay men. But then when it turned out to be monks, you laughed. That I thought I think you, I think you were a bit so I think you were surprised yeah that it wasn't just twelve gay men mm-hmm. um, I don't know if this is the bit that you mentioned but uh, when this was when June Whitfield and Kenneth Connor were given their room and she said it's, it's outrageous asking us to share a room just because we're married <laughs> yes that got a laugh um, the fact there was no glass in Joan and Sid's uh, that's so slapstick I don't window. find slapstick funny mm-hmm. but you know. That was funny. Although that was Peter Butterworth sold that by yeah. stepping out in, in the way he did. Um, when uh, the barman put the table, put the wine down at June Whitfield's table, said, bottle of wine for a lovely lady. And she said, is that supposed to be a compliment? And uh, said, James said, better taste the wine first. <laughs> Got a laugh. When the monk said, Grace... Um, um, for what the Lord has given us, may we be truly thankful. Um, and uh, Bernard Bresler looked at the smear of soup in the plate and said, I don't think he can have heard you. <laughs> you laughed at that again. That's good. Um, now, this was interesting. When Bernard Bresler was uh, talking to the young lady and she asked him to put, his, put her sun cream on, there was a shot of Kenneth Connor who was watching this giving him the thumbs up, and you laughed. Get in there, son. It was a different time. Was a, am I wrong to I laugh? I think you were wrong to laugh. I can't have uh, And then... Maybe I'm born in the wrong time. Maybe you are. See? Physician, heal thyself. Or should we just live like we were in the 70s? <laughs> we could redecorate the house. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. We'll come on to that in a minute. <laughs> Is this the coffee cups? Uh, yeah, oh, the coffee sets. Um, <laughs> and the, but the last laugh, the last laugh that I noted was um, when Jimmy Logan was chatting up Babs. She said, you only want one thing from me. And he said, that's not true. I want the lot. <laughs> so it was a different time. The decor and costumes. <laughs> oh, the decor. There was lamps. There was the coffee sets were fabulous. A lot of hatties. Um, kitchen utensils and bowls and stuff. Oh, we're so 70s. <laughs> um, and uh, Joan Sims' wardrobe, I think, was brilliant. I certainly like the swimming costume shirt combo thing that she was wearing on the beach. Yes, and the, and the hexagonal sunglasses that yes. were with it. Oh, they were good. And the dress she had on at the end in the, in the party, well, which was kind of like... <laughs> Oh, it's a fabulous dress. Um, was <laughs> it's kind of two different He's patterns. His own breasts now. Two different patterns. <laughs> One below the, from the ch- sort of chest down was blue with little sort of I don't know what you'd call it, like kind of upside down fleur de lis patterns, uh-huh. and the top was kind of different shades of orange and brown because it was the seventies. Yeah, that was a good dress too. And the party hats. <laughs> See, when you pull a cracker at Christmas these days, and you get this crappy little crinkly paper tissue paper thing that just falls apart as soon as you look at it. Brilliant cardboard hat. Jimmy Logan had a big sort of plume on the top of his. Um, Should we get some of those hats? I would love a bit, uh, if you can find any of those hats, ah, I bet you can. They were superb. Joan Sims' one was like a sort of Tamashanta with a little bobble at the top. Oh, they were great. 
Sid's hat that we remarked upon. At one point, Sid was double denim. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, Sid's hat. It is we pork pie hat, but but like straw. Uh, no, no, it wasn't straw. It was like a light coloured yeah. fabric. Brilliant. Oh, so yeah. I don't. I think that made him look like he had a massive head. Do you think? Yeah. Okay. Um, great party hats. Uh, what about the bit when they all got arrested because they had the um, fight? fight? Uh, and Kenneth Williams' gambit to get them out was just basically going, I don't know if you've noticed, but we are all British. <laughs> As if that would be enough. Well, that's what they thought in those days. Mm. Mm. I think it'll be a fascinating glimpse into uh, what Britain will be like after Brexit, I think. And what British holidays will be like after Brexit. Back to this again. <laughs> um, now, speaking about that, when I go on holiday... Two foreign places. The Palace Hotel Els Bells is exactly what I expect. That's why you're always pleasantly surprised. When yeah, there's glass in the windows. It's yeah. not half built. Yeah. Um, there isn't sand coming out of the taps. Your razor doesn't blow up the electrics. Although usually when you plug something, it does blow the electrics. That does happen. Um, is this just a xenophobic rant now? Well. You say that's what you expect, but I've never been on a holiday with you where that has happened. That's only because they know we'd complain because we're British. You certainly <laughs> get at complaining. Um, okay, uh, now the, the last thing I want to speak about is the ending is lovely. They all come to Sid's pub, including Kelly, who seems to work at Sid's pub. There might have been a, a bit that we missed somewhere. No, I think he lost his job over the thing. Over what happened. Yeah. <laughs> right. It wasn't his fault. Well, maybe it was his company. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then they just all are going to have a right good knees up. Yeah. Isn't that good? He's good. It's almost like if this was the last carry-on film, don't get excited, it's not, <laughs> uh, that would be almost be a perfect ending. Yeah. Everybody's just having a good time. You're such a son. Oh, why? Do you not like it? It's nice. Oh, I like it. Uh, right, will we go through this cast, this star-studded I cast? I think we might have quite a few alive. Alive, uh, oh. Possibly. But, Sid James as Vic Flange. Yeah, he was good. He was Flange, was that a deliberate... Was that a deliberate... Uh, Innuendo ridden name. Are you saying it, it is re- referring to the female genitalia? Yeah. I, mean, I don't like it if it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, Sid James is Vic Flange. Yeah, he was good. Very much good. Sid James. Enough layering for mm-hmm. that. Kenneth Williams as Stuart Farquhar. I didn't quite like him Stuart as much Farquhar? as the last one we just saw, The Matron. Oh, right. I think he was too nice. And we needed a bit of sneering for his. You like that would be a bit of sneering. Yeah, for his yeah. best kind of character. But he was fairly good. Charles Hawtrey as Eustace Tuttle. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Probably more than I have Charles Hawtrey last few films. All right. Uh, life imitating art, imitating life. Yeah. In that, basically, all he did was drink. Yeah. Including at one point drinking suntan lotion. Is that right? Or suntan oil. What were his glasses that were like sort of wrap around but but clear kind of things? Anyway, was he good? Yes. Hair? Not as good as he used to be. No. What about the hair this time? Still obviously a wig? Yeah. 
Uh, Joan Sims as Cora Flange. She was very good. She was. Um, really went on a journey, her character. Yeah. Back into love with her husband. Brilliant bit at the start where she impersonated Barbara Windsor. Yes. Very, very well done. Uh, Bernard Breslau as Brother Bernard. Uh, yes, no, I like him. His usual really endearing well. self, isn't he? Yeah, he's cute. Uh, Barbara Windsor as... Yeah, she was good. <laughs> the great thing with this is, I could have said, Sid James as Sid James, Kenneth Williams as Kenneth Williams, Charles Hawtrey as Charles Hawtrey, Joan Sims as Joan Sims, Bernard Breslau as Bernard Breslau, Barbara Windsor as Barbara Windsor, Kenneth Connor as Kenneth Connor. He was very good as well, I think. Yeah, no, he was good. Um, Peter Butterworth as Excellent. Pepe. Yeah, very good. Jimmy Logan as I didn't Jimmy Logan, Bert Conway. I didn't like him. No, why didn't you like him? I don't know. He wasn't charming enough for you to forgive the fact he was just leering after the women. And mm-hmm. he wasn't taking no for an answer from Babs. Mm. And it was a different time. Yeah. Did you notice, and it might have slipped your mind, if slipped your attention in the film, that he was Scottish? I did notice that. Did you? Yes. Was it the fact they played bagpipes whenever he came on the screen <laughs> and he said jings a lot? But <laughs> no, a, you're not aware of Jimmy Logan? No. Right, okay. Um, he's world famous in Scotland. <laughs> well, he was world famous in Scotland in the 1970s. Exactly. <laughs> and he moved here in 1970. <laughs> That's true. I think he might have been about to die by that point. Uh, June Whitfield as June Whitfield. She was good. She was very up herself, which... Mm-hmm. She went on a journey too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hattie Jakes as Floella. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Great. You made the most of a very small part yes. there. Mm-hmm. Derek Francis as, I think his name was Brother Martin. He was necessary and he did a fine job, but it didn't speak out to me. Okay. Uh, Sally, I don't know if it's Geeson or Geeson, but Sally Geeson as young woman number one. The one who didn't like the dark haired one. Yeah. Uh, she was fine. Okay. Um, she was married to William G. Stewart, you know. Yeah, well done, him. To one. Uh, Ray Brooks, the boy with the knack, as Giorgio. He, he, I quite liked him seducing June Whitfield. June Whitfield. Um, so yes, he was good. Did you recognise him at all? No, as I meant to. Well, he killed Pauline Fowler in EastEnders. Oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> Do you recognise his voice? No. He's the voice of King Rollo and Mr. Ben. There we go. Okay. Uh, Carol Hawkins as I, liked I think her she better. might have been Lily I liked her better she was mm-hmm. a nicer character because she liked Bernard well. Breslau yeah okay. she was a coaxly moaning uh, John Clive as oh, Robin creeper, creepy. he was the voice of John Lennon in the Yellow Submarine oh yeah there you go and then he became a successful author yeah. uh, Jack Douglas as Jack Douglas as as in a bit of totty no no that's all no. the end oh uh Unnecessary. Quite a skillful bit where he managed to be given a pint of beer, spill it, and ask for another one all in one move. I know. Uh, Patsy Rowland's rather thrown away as Miss Banks. Charles's mum. No. no. Kenneth Williams. She's always Kenneth Williams' secretary. Uh, I know. She, well, it, she didn't need to be in it because she wasn't really there. She. She. She never good line. Her good line was, "That's what they all say." Uh, Gail Granger as Moira Plunkett. I liked her. Okay. Why? Why did you like her? Why did you like her? Well, because she was after Kenny, but not in a pathetic, fawny way. No. She did that well. And she was proactive and got the uh, elixir of love. 
and you know, that guy who was selling the elixir of love, he had a good T-shirt on as well. I didn't notice. That. Okay. And you know, she shagged the jail guy for three hours to get them all out. That's true. <laughs> That's what she. But she was the. She was the tour. That's what tour. Not enough tour companies. <laughs> <laughs> Give of themselves in that way to ensure that their clients have a good holiday. Right. Uh, David Cameron as oh, Nicholas. You quite liked him, oh. yeah. Bit of a pulled up moment when he got his chest out. I know. In his black speedos. But that was more just compared piping. to the rest of them. <laughs> and uh, uh, Amelia Bainton as Charles Hawtrey's mum. She was good. Okay. Who is alive? You are correct. This is quite a good cast in terms of survival. <laughs> this is quite a good survival rate in this cast. Babs. Yes. Oh. Um, is Jim Winfield still alive? Yeah, Jim Winfield's still alive. Uh, that one. Sally Giesen is still alive. Oh, actually, he is probably still alive. Ray Brooks is still alive. Cal Hawkins is still alive. No one really knows what happened to Gail Granger. This was her last uh, no. credit, and she's just disappeared off the face of the earth. So might very well be alive, uh, but who knows? David Cannon is still alive. Yeah. Yes, I think you've got them right. All the rest are deed. Yeah, so that's five, six, seven. Seven members of the cast? We're getting close to the current decade. Big cast, of course. Yeah. We're not, it's still 1972. Don't tell me that. <laughs> We're never actually going to get to the current decade. You do realise that. No, I know. <laughs> there, there are no carry-on films. Well, they always say there's going to be a revival and all that kind of stuff, and then it never happens. I know this has been a year now since that announcement of, oh, new carry-on films. Yeah, but could you do it without the people? Well, <laughs> we may find out as time goes on. Yeah. So, uh, the question then, if you have anything else to add. No. Nope. nope. We enjoyed carry-on abroad. We did. You thought it might be historical. Do you think... Oh, historical. Historical. <laughs> Do you think they need, they need to go back to historicals? Or, or well, I thought... Good... Was it a world war? Yeah, a war. A wartime one, you thought. Yeah. Um, but no, I quite like these contemporary ones. Okay. If only for the decal. Yes, that's true. So, um, yes, we'll, we'll see what happens next time. Okay. So, the, so I take it from that then. That when I ask you, well, do we carry on? The answer will be... Yes, definitely. Woo! So, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, tell us what you think of Carry On Abroad or any of the Carry On films or the podcast or anything else, um, you can email us, carryonpodcast at gmail.com or you can get in contact with us at carryonpodcast on Twitter. So all that remains is to say uh, thank you very much for listening and join us next time when we carry on up the misses. Bye! Bye! Carry on! Bye. Bye.